Welcome to the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection Podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today, we're pleased to have as our guest, Craig Adair, Athletic Director at Monticello High School. Craig, how are you today? I'm doing good. It's good to be here, Hutch. <laughs> I, 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 I just got to let you know, I'm I wish I was at Monticello High School, but we're at uh, North Summit today getting ready for a football game. So, Okay, after a long bus ride, that's got to be what, five and a half hours? Yeah, at least. about that. Yeah. And you're going back tonight, I assume? Yes, we will. We'll go home after the game. So it'll be a it'll be an a.m. get home for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you begin, Craig, by sharing with our audience where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, that type of a thing. Uh, so I was actually born and raised in Monticello, uh, went to high school there. I was involved in about everything I could be involved in, played football, wrestled. Uh, I was on the golf team, did track and field, was in the jazz band, the concert band. I was the student body president as a senior. Um, I, I just, I loved high school. I loved everything about it. I loved the experience and I tried to be involved in, in anything that I could make time to do. Uh, I, I have a family of, I have three brothers and one sister. Uh, and it's, it's kind of funny. We've all been able to find jobs that have allowed us to move back, back home, live in San Juan County. So that's, that's kind of neat. It's rare, small town, not a lot of jobs, but it's worked out and, and, it, and it's been a huge blessing for us. Uh, after high school, I went to SUU for a year started started my college education there and then then took a two year two year break and moved to Chicago and served a church mission there and that was a neat experience for a small town kid uh yeah. in I imagine it Monticello moving to Chicago it's got to be like night and day yeah one of our ward boundaries that I served in there there was eight eight missionaries and we had over a million people that lived in our ward boundary so <laughs> that uh it, it was a neat experience uh I loved it. I, I loved everything about it. It was extremely cold in the wintertime, uh, but it, it was neat. A lot of neat people and an experience that I'll, that I think about every day. So that was a blessing. Uh, moved back home and, and went back to Cedar city and, and continued my, my education there. And I, I just can't say enough good things about SUU and, and Cedar city and the faculty there and, and just the ed education that I, that I gained while I was down there, just really a, a top-notch university, a great place, especially especially for a teacher and a coach. You know, and I'm a physical education major, and they just they got a wonderful program there. And I, I could live in Cedar City in a, in a second if I if I didn't bleed orange, I I, I could have stayed there real easy. So, uh, got married about a year after I got my mission, and, and my wife moved down there to SUU with me, and and we just loved our time there, and. Yeah, just a great experience. SUU, uh, the coach, known as the coaching factory here in Utah. That's right. It, it, you know, it really is. It's a, 
and they're proud of that. That's something they're very proud of. And they got a good tradition, a good heritage there. And, and they talk about that. They've got a wall, of, a wall of fame in the PE building with all the coaches that have graduated from there. And if you win a state championship, your name goes up on that wall. And it's just, it's something that's very visible and, and they talk about and, and they're, they're just very proud of it. And it's, it's a great, it's a great thing to be a part of. Uh, so I, you know, I, I love SUU and, and what it did for me. That's incredible. Uh, I met you, you spoke about your three brothers. I met your one brother last, it must've been March or April at the national football foundation. And uh, yeah. obviously I went up to him figuring it had to be your brother, but I introduced <laughs> myself and he says, Oh yeah, that's, that's him. So. <laughs> yeah. He was up there. Uh, his boy tough was a recipient that night. Great kid. And yeah, he, he, he texted me after that and asked, Asked if I knew a guy by the name of Hutch, and I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, tell me this. So, and and I I know Monticello just because um, my wife's family, a lot of my wife's side of the family is from San Juan, and from uh, there's some Hawkins that were in Monticello. My actually my first my first interview for my for a job when I graduated in '79 was in Monticello. I didn't get the job but I actually interviewed down there. So my question is what kind I realized I grew up in the metropolitan area and there's a, you know, youth conference for football and the junior jazz basketball. I've kind of, I, I'm guessing you may not have that much in Monticello. So talk about the, the youth participation you had in sports in Monticello. As a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was everything. I, I say it's the, the good and the bad about Monticello is you can be a part of anything and everything that you want to be a part of. Uh, the bad about it is we need you to be a part of a lot of different yeah. things. Yeah. Otherwise we don't have anything because we, we've got to have kids that are two and three sport athletes and they're in the band and they're in drama and, and they're, and they're willing to do a lot of these different things because we just, we have such a small pool of kids that we're pulling from and, and so, I mean, I love it. Kids have opportunities to be well-rounded and, and get different experiences. And, and it's just, it's a great place to grow up. And it's, it's a great, just an all-around great place. So what led to your decision, to, obviously, to go to SUU? So I assume when you went there, you wanted to be a coach when you went there. So I, uh, my, my dad, he, uh, he's, he's coached wrestling for, the lower 40 years now and he was raised in Monticello born and raised down there uh his his grandparents were in Blanding and, and he grew up in Monticello and he's been there his whole life and so we we've just we our roots are pretty deep there and one day when I was a junior in high school him and I were kind of on, on a little drive in the car talking and and I was as a kid I had always thought that I was going to be a veterinarian I love animals uh I love small and large animals. We've had cows and horses and dogs my whole life. And I thought, you know what, that's, that's what I want to do. And, and then one day I decided that eh, I don't, uh, I don't want to go to school that long. So maybe I should find something else. And I tell that story to my kids now, cause it's kind of ironic cause I go to school every day now, but yeah. one day my dad and I were driving around and he said, you know, I've been thinking that, that you, uh, you ought to go to school and get a teaching degree and you ought to, you ought to be a teacher and a coach. He said, I think that would, would be a good fit for you. And, and I think that's something you'd enjoy. And, 
and you do well at. And, and I took that to heart and I thought about it. And, you know, I, like I say, my dad, he's been my, my hero and my best friend my whole life. And he, he's, he's coached for a long, long time. My mom uh, taught music at the elementary school for over 20 years and her voice kind of quit her and she thought about retiring and they didn't want her to leave. So they moved her over into a computer lab and she's been there around 40 years total doing that now. And so I'm, I've kind of got this perfect mix of my mom and my dad together and, and we're just a real strong connected family. And I just, it, it's a, it's really a blessing to be able to kind of carry on both their legacies and, and do that and, and, and teach and coach. And uh, I'm living the dream. It, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm where I want to be. And I've just, I've been very blessed and very fortunate my whole life. And it's just kind of continued on for me. And so I'm, I'm just glad to be on the ride. You mentioned your parents. So tell us if there were some other teachers or coaches that served as mentors as you were growing up. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, two other, two other men right off the, right off the top of my head. Uh, and, and you'll know, you'll know both of these such Mike Barring. Uh, mm. coach of football and assistant principal there. He was my football coach in high school. Uh, tremendous, tremendous man. Uh, he was like a second father to me. And, and I just looked up to him in every way. And boy, I just, when he moved away from Monticello and went to Juap, that was one of the hardest days of my life. Uh, but I've been able to keep that connection with him. And, and he's just a, he's a great man. And he taught me a lot. And, and I think about him all the time. Another one is John Dow and, he was a sure. long time director at Monsell High School. Uh, he passed away this last year, but he, uh, I had him in all phases of my life. He was my bishop when I was a kid. Uh, mm -hmm. He was the counselor and the athletic director, and he was one of my football coaches. So I just, I've been very fortunate to have great men around me that have set a good example and that I've had those relationships with. And one day I just thought, you know what, I, uh, I would be very ungrateful if I didn't try to, to give back to that. Um, and, and so I thought, you know what, we kind of live in a society where we ex expect somebody else to do it. Oh, that's a great idea. Why don't you do that? And I decided, you know what, why not me? Why can't I come back and, and try to be that example for other kids and, and try to be that positive role model for them like I had in my life. And so, uh, it, you know, and I've had so many great teachers throughout the years uh it's just i don't know it's it we're in the greatest profession there is in my opinion we get to rub shoulders with these kids on a daily basis and we get to have fun with them and and watch them grow and watch them learn and develop and go off and and it's just i don't know of anything greater to do it's interesting you mentioned john dow you'll appreciate this story so i i interviewed for the the football job down at monticello and there's two finalists. It's me and it's John Dow. And of course, this is 1979, so I have no idea who he is. But the principal calls me and tells me that I didn't get the job and that they gave it to the coach from Duchesne, which is where he came from. Yep. And so I'm on the phone to Duchesne 10 minutes later because I don't have a job. I'm out of, <laughs> I'm out of University of Utah. I don't have a job. And I said, I'd like to apply for your head football job. And apparently... John had not let him know that he'd taken the Monticello <laughs> job. And he says, well, no, we have a football coach. And I said, well, uh, okay. And so uh, like I called back again two days later, oh yeah, okay. And then I applied for that and didn't get that job. So well, there you go. So interesting story. Yeah. 
let me ask you this. What's one thing that you wish you had known at the beginning or yeah, that you'd known at the beginning of your career that you know now that you didn't know then? Uh, you know, just, just how much athletic directors really do. Uh, people don't, if you haven't done the job, you would never see or understand or know about all the behind the scenes stuff that has to happen. And, and it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's what keeps the job interesting, but there's just, there's so much logistical things and things here and there that you have to do and make sure come off smooth uh, for an event to run smoothly and kids to have a good experience and, and the whole nine yards. And it's just, it's just that, you know, the fact that you learn that, at game speed when you're in it doing it because there's really no way to prepare for a lot of that stuff. Um, so that, probably that. Well, so it, it ties in with this other question that I was going to ask, what's one common myth about being an athletic director that you'd like to debunk? P people think that you just, you don't really do anything, that it's an easy job and all oh, that must be the funnest job in the world. And, and you, just, you just fun. get to go to games. You just get to go to yeah, games. That's right. You, oh, you just get to go watch ball games and do this and that. And, and it is a very fun job. I mean, I, I'll admit that. I love it. I, ha I have a great time. And, but it, it, there's a lot of work and behind the scenes stuff. And, and the one thing is, this is probably it right here. People think that, oh, let's just, let's just cancel the game today or reschedule it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we can do that. But that's going to take 12 or 14 different phone calls and different decisions and because there's so many things with this one game. And you're going to be on the hook for probably officials if you cancel it too late. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. Well, speak about the job of athletic administrator and how it's changed since you first started as an AD. So this, uh, I was thinking, I think that this is my, I think this is my sixth year. Um, so, so I haven't been doing it for a real long time, but. A couple of things I thought about was uh, number one, COVID has that's mm. drastically that's changed our. I don't know that we'll ever go back fully to what we did before. Uh, I mean, we're, there's things that we're aware of now and things that we have to do, and we're uh, we're down in the corner of the state, so we're still playing some teams from Arizona and Colorado and New Mexico, and they yeah. didn't even some of those places didn't even come back to school this last year, so they're kind of right now going through the protocols that we did last year. So mm -hmm. we're still dealing with mass and, and with limited fans when we travel to those places. And so I think COVID is probably the biggest one. Um, I think the other thing for me is just my awareness of, I, I thought about it like concussions, you know, when I was a kid, that wasn't something we were really worried about, but since I've moved home and, and become the athletic director, it's, I mean, injuries and things are, and especially concussions, there's something that we have to be mindful of and be careful with. And because, I mean, it, there can be some, some long-term damaging effects if we just continue to, to uh, have that kid be injured again. And so it's just, I don't know. Those are a couple of things I thought of. Well, here's a tough question. And uh, I'll just ask it straight out. What's your biggest failure or maybe your biggest disappointment and what did you learn from it? You know, I, I kind of racked my brain over this and I just, I haven't really come up with anything. I think it would probably just be if I've, if I have let anybody down or if I've offended anybody un unknowingly and, and unintentionally, but I've been pretty fortunate 
uh, I, I just, I really couldn't think of anything big or like that. Um, I mean, probably the worst thing was two springs ago when we, when we shut everything down and those kids didn't get to have a spring season and those seniors graduated without having a graduation. And last year, just, I mean, things were so different and short. And yeah. So, I mean, that uh, just for the kids, you know, what they've had to go through, that's, that's probably my biggest disappointment is mm. the, th the opportunities they've missed out on, but, but it's life. We're, we're going to pick up and carry on and, and, and we'll, and we'll do just fine. Well, I'm going to ask you a question that's not on the, the questions I sent you ahead of time. And I love the, the ZZ Top beard, by the way. <laughs> so, I, so this is a true story. So obviously 1979, this is 2021. So it's 42 years later. So when I interview, and I can't even remember who the principal was that I interviewed with, I'm on the way out the door. And he said, uh, he said, uh, do you like that beard? And of course, I used to have a full beard years and years ago. Not as big as yours, not as full as yours. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, if you if you uh, got the job, uh, you'd have to shave that. Do you have an issue with that? And I thought, well, I wanted the job. So I said, I said sure, I, don't, I have no problem. But my question is, what's happened? Obviously, it's been 42 years, but... Uh, I love the fact that you've got that beard and you're in Monticello because I was telling my wife the other day that there's no way that was going to fly back in 79. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just. Maybe you're a homegrown just, kid, so it didn't matter. So Yeah, I don't know. People always, it's funny. So when I was dating my wife, she, she made me be clean shaven on the weekends when I, she was at UVU, I was at SUU. When I'd go up on the weekend to see her, she'd make me shave. And as I shaved Friday morning, drove up to up to UVU up there and didn't shave again the rest of the week. And we got married and went home that fall to ship calves on the mountain and do some deer hunting and different things. And and I when we got back down, I, I didn't shave. And after a little while, it got to the point where I actually told her one day, I said, Hey, I think I'm gonna shave my beard off and start over and she's like no you're not and I'm like what and she's <laughs> like you're not shaving and I'm like well I don't know if that's good or bad that that you <laughs> like it with my face covered up but yeah it's I don't know I, I I get compliments all the time on it uh and and I love it I hate shaving uh I, I, I hated know. shaving for years that was the worst part of when I when I did shave was the fact that you got to shave every day that's right and I don't know I kind of so it's been it's been 11 years Hutch, since I haven't had this beard. Like when I got to about six or seven, I was like, ah, I got to go to 10. I can't shave it now. And so I've had kids make me make a few bets that if they came through on, they could shave my beard. And fortunately I had two twin brothers that bet me the night before state wrestling a couple of years ago, that if they both took state that I had to shave my beard and one of them took second. So I didn't, I didn't actually have to shave okay. it off. <laughs> And so I don't my know if question that's fortunate or not, I would have taken the gold medal, but it's all right. And so in the when the, when you have those uh, school skits in the school assemblies, if you have a faculty skit, do they make you play the part of the ZZ top guy or not? <laughs> I've played Santa Claus a time or two. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Let's talk now about your experience with the uh, with the UI AAA and your experience. You're you're one of the, for those who don't know, in the UIAAA, we have three at-large positions. 
that serve on our athletic director executive committee, a 1A2A, a 3A4A, and a 5A6A. You're the 1A2A. So talk about that experience. Uh, talk about hopefully the joy that it's brought you and, and uh, some of the experience with dealing with some of the other athletic directors around the state. So when I first became the AD, I was, uh, Tony Esplin had been our AD for about seven years. Uh, another great man, the guy that I look up to. I did my student teaching with him and he was a great mentor for me, but he uh, kind of stepped aside towards the end of his career there. And I stepped in and, and immediately he was serving on the ADAC board. And so I just kind of stepped into that position and it was uh, a little intimidating at first. I was brand new, you know, I'm pretty young. And, and so, but I can't even describe to you how big of a blessing it was for me for those early years to build those relationships uh, around the state. I mean, ADs, they're some of the best people you're ever going to find and you're ever going to meet. And, and I've just made some excellent friends and, and, and people that I, that I just love to associate with and that have given me ideas. And, and it's just been a, a blessing and it's been a, a, a real big resource uh, being a young AD and, and starting out. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm fortunate, I guess, that I was in that position where I could kind of step in there uh, and, and have that impact me in such a way. So it's been great to serve on that. Uh, been able to meet a lot of different people around the state. And it's fun when you get to see them at different events. And, you know, right now today, I'm up here at North Summit and and I got to know Devin Smith through the ADAC board. Absolutely. And, and he's just, he's a great dude and, and we're buddies. And so it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a great thing. If, if anybody ever has the opportunity to be a part of it and, and, and serve on it, it's, it's something that's definitely worth doing it. Uh, I think because of it, uh, you know, the, the our, our conference in St. George in the spring is it's, it's something I look forward to every year just because I'm going to get to go down there for a few days and, and rub shoulders and mingle. And it's just, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a great thing. It's been a real blessing for me. Absolutely. Let me have you comment on this because I have found, and I've mentioned this on other podcasts when I've had other guests, but you know this because you've coached, you go to a coaching clinic and uh, one of the coaches will stand up and he'll give you, 45 50 percent of this is what he does he wants you to think he's given it all to you but he's giving you maybe 40 to 50 percent of it but when you go to an ad conference like if someone's going to say i'll give you my handbook they'll like they give you the handbook they'll give you electronic copy and they'll say hey take anything you need from it do it and so yeah. uh, address that you know it, it, like i say it uh, it really it, i was fortunate to have this blessing because they really will, like you say, that they'll give you all the tricks that have worked for them. They'll give you the things to watch out for. Uh, it, it's probably the, just the, it's the best resource that, that an AD and especially a new AD could have because, I mean, there's people in our state and on that committee that have been ADs for, for long, long, long time, have lots of experience, have seen things change over the years. And, and it's just, it's nice to have somebody that you can reach out to have, a, have this little group and community and, and you know, people are going to give you a straight answer and, and they're going to do their best to help you. And like you say, they're not going to, they're not going to hold anything back because I, I think we, we each make each, each other's jobs easier 
you know, when we help each other out and work together. And, and so we all have the same goal in mind. We just want to see kids succeed and have opportunities. And, and we're all there to help each other do that. Absolutely. Speaks to the UIAAA family and on a national level, the NIAAA family, which is hard to explain to people that aren't there and that, that haven't experienced it. Right. Let me ask you this. What's, what's the favorite part of your job as an AD? Uh, you know, I was kind of the, I was a decent high school student, uh, but I, you know, I kind of fit, I went to high school to be with my friends and to play sports and like most kids. <laughs> yeah. And so probably the best, the greatest part of my job is it, my mom asked me one day, she said, is it worth, is it worth being the AD for, for what you get paid? And I said, in the heavens, no, not even not even close. And she said, well, why do you do it then? And I said, because if I do my job and I do it well, the kids are going to have a better experience. The coaches are going to have a better experience. The fans are going to have a better experience. And so it's just, it's the one piece that ties everything together. And, and it's fun for me just to see the kids have those same opportunities that I did. And, and here's the thing, whether you win or lose, all those lessons can still be learned that prepare us for life. You don't, you don't have to have the state championship. It's nice. I was fortunate enough to be on a state championship football team. Uh, I was very fortunate to be a state champion wrestler. I'm not going to tell you that that's not nice, but I learned just as much on those teams in those seasons that didn't end with a gold medal. And, and so that, that's, that's definitely the best part of my job is just seeing kids have those opportunities and, and, and work hard and, and play together and, and just play the game. It's the way it's meant to be played and love it. And, you know, that's, I think that that's, that's one of the things we're supposed to do here on this life is, is we're supposed to have fun and, and enjoy it. And, and I think sports are a huge way to do that. Well said, thank you for sharing. Let's finish up with a couple of questions. My first is this, you're an experienced athletic director. Now you're no longer a rookie. And if you, if you have two pieces of advice you could share with a new athletic director in order to be successful, what two pieces of advice would that be? Um, number one, uh, pay attention to the details. Organ I think organization is key. I am meticulous with my calendar and, and, and things like that. I, I'm so anal with it. I had my assistant principal ask if he could have access to my calendar to edit and stuff. And, and I'm like, ah, I don't really want to give that to you because if something gets messed up, then we're in trouble. Yeah. And, 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 and that's on me. And I, I want that to be on me. And if somebody else has access, then it's, it's kind of out of my control. And so I just, it's, I think you just very detail oriented. Uh, you got to be organized, but just those little details make your job so much easier. And, and also, you, you've got to have fun. You got to love the kids, have fun with the kids, do it for the kids. And, and otherwise, you're going to get burned out. And then sometimes you got to just turn your phone to silent and go to sleep. My, my wife, after I became the AD, a couple months after, she's like, you got to turn your phone off at night. And I said, why? And she said, because your emails and your text messages are coming in and your phone's lighting up all night long and it wakes me up. 
And I'm like, okay, so now my phone goes on silent and I turn it upside down. And it just, every once in a while, you got to take a little bit of a break just to recharge. So that'd probably be my advice. Very good. Let's finish with this question. What question is it that I should have asked you that I failed to ask you? Uh, the answer to that would be, what is BYU 26, Utah 17? Oh, yeah, I knew that was, <laughs> I knew that was coming. You've been waiting since before you knew me to pull that one on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, and I give you credit because I tell you what, I was in Indianapolis the weekend of that game, but from what I heard, they, uh, the Utes got beat every which way and, and the Cougars deserved it. So my hat's off to you. Hey, it's been a while since we've been able to say it. So we're going to say it. Well, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Once again, our guest has been Craig Adair, Athletic Director at Monticello High School. Craig, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Hutch. Good to visit with you today. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection.